Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Speed City with John Massengill, Les Kaiser, and Jonathan Green. It's the fastest hour on the radio, Speed City. Good evening, gearheads. Welcome to your Sunday night with Speed City. This is John Massengill. Back in the chair this week after a week off last week. Thank you, boys. We oh, I appreciate it. I'm glad that. we would find you. I was worried. <laughs> I mean, if we hadn't have put that Apple tag on you, God knows where you'd be. Oh, yeah, that's pretty good. Those well, are at least we, we could find where the body was buried. Yes, that's true. <laughs> yes, we had fun at the beach with the family. Let you guys handle the Formula One show. Nice job, Mr. Green. I listened. Yeah. Very good job. We knew Casey dusted it off. Yeah, I, I think that uh, I'll, I'll take more time off now that you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> Our survey said, ah, ah. Uh, Laura said no. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. My wife's had enough of me at home. Hey, uh, we no, are. No, no, no. We, no, no, no. We are off of Formula One, but we have a lot to talk about because. Starting with Mr. Alonzo surprising everybody. We've got tons to talk uh, about. Summer break, there's nothing to talk about. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what I was thinking at the beginning of the week. Oh, this would be a, a fun Sunday. We'll just hang out in the booth. But no, it is. Uh, we have a ton to talk Chalk about. Chalk block. We have tons of silly season. We've got a crazy IndyCar race that we just literally. Is it over? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we've got a little MotoGP we're going to talk about. But we also have a couple of interviews that we just did. One of them today and one of them. Just the other day, mm-hmm. uh, I want to. The, the first one I want to talk about is Logan Sargent, our American, yeah, the highest ranking American in the Formula One ladder. Yeah, that seems a small story in comparison to all the others. It's a shame. It would have been like the biggest story of the week had not. But lead with it anyway. Yeah. So Logan Sargent announced on Tuesday that he's going to be racing. Well, not racing, but he's going to be in a Formula One car on a Friday here at Coda for the USGP. Big moment for you. Yeah, yeah, baby. And, yeah, and uh, our F1 reporter, Chris Medlin, sat down with him. So we've got an interview that we'll play for with that. And then we also, Jonathan and I, did a quick podcast today with a very interesting fellow. Yeah. And you may not have heard of this guy, but you've absolutely, absolutely heard, heard his, work. his work. Exactly, because... Uh, it was, it's, his name is Sean Kelly, and he goes by the Virtual Stat Man, and you can see him on Twitter and Instagram and all that. But we sat down with him, and what he does is he provides all the broadcasters with stats. Bob Varsha talk, told me about him, I don't know, back when we did the first F1 race with Bob, like 2015. Yep. But we sat down with him, and, and he, I, you know, 
when you hear stat guy, you think maybe kind of a boring, nerdy guy, but he was really fun to talk to, and he is clearly... Hey, Jonathan, uh, yeah. I bet he's got spreadsheets. <laughs> oh, I'll bet. I'm sure he's got a spreadsheet uh, or two. As you can imagine, John was in his element. Oh, uh, yeah. Anyway, he was really fun, and we're going to play some of that, and then we're going to put the entire podcast up on YouTube and our, our regular audio podcast channels as well. And we got a few folks watching on YouTube. Thanks, everybody, and Facebook as well. But but I want to start with the silly, maybe the silliest season, certainly in recent memory, or it feels like it, Jonathan. I know I, I was going to set aside like two hours today just to try to get my head wrapped around all of that, and thank God you did that for me. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is always the time of the year going into spa and going into the fall where the silly season, as we call it. And let's just explain that for people who don't explain, understand it. We call it the silly season because rumors start to abound about who might race for who, um, etc. And most of the time, it is way left field and right field as to what the truth may be. Hence, for the reason we call it silly season, uh, because it is just rumor after rumor, Chinese whispers as, yeah. as the game goes. But the truth of the matter is this season both in formula one and india and they are heavily connected um is absolutely ridiculous to the point where people are putting out announcements of their drivers for next year and their drivers then refuting it and saying uh-uh i haven't signed anything that's <sighs> truly the silliest part that, yeah that's just crazy to me and my favorite was Alex, Alex. Albon. <laughs> who, 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 well, you, you need to context it. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Let's well, back let's it up start a little off. bit. Who, 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 did yeah. the, uh, who did the uh, Charlie Brown and Lucy maneuver to begin with? Sebastian Vettel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Bye, guys. <laughs> yeah, he, he did a Rosberg and dropped the mic and said, you know what? I'm out. <laughs> yeah, uh, so I he's was... left Aston Martin. And, yeah. then, and then basically the start, the cards start to fall. Piastri has been on everybody's uh, mind, as it were. This is Oscar Piastri, who's an Australian, managed by another Australian, Mark Webber. And everybody's been rumoring that he would replace, uh, potentially replace Latifi at Williams, or at least be handed out because he's an Alpine asset. Alpine, uh, he's the reserve driver for Alpine Formula One. And the presumption w was was eventually that uh, old man Alonso at, what, 89, 90 years of age? But anyway, um, no, at 41, he would either get slower or he would hang up the boots. And he's done neither of the above. And like Vettel, uh, fellow world champion, he just up chip and said, you know what? I'm going to ask them on. I'm going over there. I'm going over there. <laughs> yeah. So quite rightly, uh, Stroll, uh, Lawrence as in, has partnered his son with the two-time history-making Mr. Alonso to replace Vettel. But that has set the storm going. Well, Okay, but, but well, I got to throw it out there. You're going to bring it up anyway, so I'm going to say it first. I was wrong. I, I said Fernando would not go work Can with the Can we stop the show? <laughs> yeah. That's it. I hope that's somebody's recording this. That's the mic drop. Well, the one thing we have to remember is that nobody was – well, Alpine wasn't. They said they weren't. But. I, I was about to say, and if you're saying you were wrong, I said there's no way on the Hungarian Grand Prix, I will admit, put hands up in the air like I just don't care. I said there's no way that Stroll and Alonso would have a working relationship, and I'm about to be proved wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I thought of when that was announced, and that, that they – you know, the, the fact that Lawrence Stroll, y'all remember in Drive to Survive how he blusters in yeah, yeah. and he just just dressed down everybody he in the well, room. He's also a huge guy. Yeah, he's an intimidating guy, but it kind of reminds me of Jerry Jones and all the coaches that have tried to come <laughs> to work. Like finally when they brought in uh, Bill Parcells to try to work for him 
it's kind of the same thing. Who's going to work for Lawrence Stroll? But but, but if anybody could do, do it, it yeah. Alonso could come in, you know. And uh, I mean, Alonso's for those who don't know, Lor- uh, Alonso's had a reputation uh, all the way back to his early days with uh, Benetton and and Renault, uh, and on with McLaren to basically wrap the team around his will and certainly um, take his teammates out me- mentally and physically, as it were, uh, and try to basically run the roost when it comes to decision-making and who is first in line for the new parts, et cetera, et cetera. It's one of his MOs. And by the way, as a Formula One driver, it's a smart one too. Hamilton plays that game, and he was a victim to it at one point. Uh, but I think that's where he learnt it, was off Alonso. And Alonso, like Schumacher before him, uh, knows how to put the team around his will. Yeah. Is, so I, th- I think Fernando Alonso better prepare his new uh, lawn chair and make sure he's got it like attached to the car. So well, he, off skin, he can just like pull over, snap out the lawn chair, kick back. <laughs> now, here I am. I'm done. Well, in Madrid, people are saying, is 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 the new Aston Martin driver, Fernando Alonso, the new James Bond? Juan Bond. Uh, yeah, I don't know why. Juan is Bondes. How about Hamon Bond? Uh, well, it's Hamon Bond. The, the silliness is insane, but um, we've got this tweet uh, queued up for visual for YouTube and stuff. And this is where Albon comes in. Oh, this is good. And, you know, because we saw Alex Pelot do it. We saw Piastri do it where they're they're refuting what, what the team, team had just announced. just announced. Yeah, the team says that we've signed Alex Pelot. And then he says, no, you haven't. And then the same thing happens with Piastri. Well, Albon comes out and says, <laughs> "Good words. I understand with my agreement, Williams Racing have put out a press release this afternoon that I'm driving for them next year, this year, excuse me, next year. And then he says, this is right. I have, <laughs> I have. signed a contract for Williams for 2023. I'll a tongue be- in cheek. Well, and I, I retweeted it with the quote saying, so I guess this is the new standard of how drivers are going to do it because. <laughs> well, I, I guess so if you want to put Roll another call. flip on it. So what happens is Alex Palau uh, says he has not been signed by Ganassi. That's where this all started. Ganassi, uh, he's the, he was the uh, IndyCar champion working for Ganassi and McLaren uh, were looking at him. Uh, and Ganassi put out a tweet saying, well, we're, we're happy to re-sign him. And he said, no, I'm no, that's not the case. And then McLaren immediately said, we've signed him. And at which point, Otmar Safnair in Formula One did pretty much the same thing with their reserve driver once Alonso went. And I, this is where I stand up for Piastri and Weber, who is his manager, that this is right, which is no one expected Alonso to leave, and he was on a year-from-year year agreement. And he wanted to stay longer in Formula One. Yeah, he's 41, but he ain't any slower. So he wanted a long-term agreement. Mr. Stroll offered him that. He took it. And Piastri went, well, you weren't going to give me a drive anyway. So, of course, I'm sniffing around at McLaren. I do love the McLaren strategy, though. They they can't lose to all sign the other, everybody. They, they can't lose to other teams if no other teams have drivers because they've true. signed them all. <laughs> We've got all the. <laughs> We've got them yeah. all. We, yeah. we have all the drivers. Right? I'm going to win Wimbledon because I have all the balls. <laughs> exactly. Oh yeah, this is just crazy. The fact that the lawyers are going to be uh, this is really and the crazy thing is we don't really know what happened right now. We don't know who really has a contract. And if they do, what that contract says. Well, there was a lovely moment today in the IndyCar race at Nashville where Alex Pelot was leading the race for Chip Ganassi. Chip Ganassi's on the pit oh. wall, and the commentators quite rightly reminded Chip that, hey, what are you going to do if he makes victory circle, given that you're suing him? Yeah. Uh, we are going to talk all about that IndyCar race here in a minute. Yeah. That was... the, uh, 
Well, and so it's interesting because uh, Pelot's lawyers have requested that the lawsuit be moved to federal court. Yes. Because yeah. it's a more diverse, more in Indianapolis, you know, yeah. wide, whatever. You know, unbiased, what do you call it? Yeah. Neutral ground. And so uh, I thought that was really interesting. But uh, here we go. You know, the, the days of Alex Pelot. Hey, Jonathan, you, you, uh, we've got this clip that you clipped out. I did. Set that clip up for Casey if he's got it ready for us. He's shaking his head. Yeah, set it up for us. Well, the other part of this story, in a, in a weird way, is Pato Award because, so again, more history. Pillow and Pato Award um, are now looking as though they will become McLaren drivers, or at least under that hood. Uh, Colton in, Hurt, in what series? We yeah, don't know. We don't know. <laughs> Uh, Colton Herter, who is an Andretti as- asset and was expected to go to Formula One with Andretti Autosport and the money he gets from Gainsbridge, is now potentially looking at uh, McLaren as well because Zach Brown, who runs McLaren, has offered Pato Ward, uh, Colton Herter, and to a certain extent now he's signed Pelot, an opportunity to drive his F1 car, albeit uh, a spec that is by the rules, a year older. But that puts them all in a potential seat for Ricardo's seat, which we still don't know who's going to fill. Uh, well, and so we caught uh, up with... Um, we caught up with... Well, that with, was just to put it in context. So Pato Award, though, we caught up with in Miami. At Miami, right. And you asked him the simple question. Well, the question's in the, in the answer, but here's what he had to say about the growth of Formula One in America. Ask you, you said that the excitement level here, but don't you think that this excitement level brings kind of that rising tide lifts all boats? It's got to be good for IndyCar, good for everybody. Um, I, I think it's good, uh, but I think it's also really hurting IndyCar because um, everybody knows what F1 is now and everybody wants to go to an F1 race now. And in IndyCar, it's... They, they need to watch it. They need to up their game. Um, and it's not to talk down on IndyCar or anything, but um, they are not doing close to enough to what they have to be doing because F1 with just having three races in the U.S. is already uh, more than double or three. Th- I mean, it's massive. Everybody knows what F1 is, and, and you know, sadly, it's not the case with IndyCar. That's a biting comment. Not to talk down about IndyCar. and then They won't be pleased with that. <laughs> and then he immediately just talks down about IndyCar. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and that well, was in Miami. What in May? Yeah. So yeah, but still completely. Relevant. But I love Pato. He does speak from I the do. heart. I love. I love the fact that he'll say whatever's on his mind. Mm-hmm. All right, gentlemen, let's do our quick first break. When we come back, we'll talk some IndyCar, and we got lots more Formula One too. And we'll touch on MotoGP tonight. You're listening to Speed City. Back after this. As a rider, you know what you like. The power, the feel, the ride. When it comes to gear, you know what keeps you safe. Ducati Austin provides riders with the finest in day and easy leathers. The best the market offers. Visit Ducati Austin on Breaker Lane just east of I-35 and throw your leg over the most iconic sports bike ever built. Ducati. Even take it for a test ride or see what's been described as art on wheels from MV Augusta. You know what you like. See it at Ducati Austin. Online at DucatiAustin.com. 
Winding Road Racing is your first and best choice for all the essentials for a great weekend at the track. We're racers, and we love helping racers. With a full selection of racing gear in stock, get geared up with all the safety equipment needed to meet all the latest Snell FIA and SFI regulations. Outfit your car with a comprehensive lineup of racing necessities, and when you need to find a few more tents, turn to data acquisition systems from AIM Sports, V-Box, and others. Austin-based with shops in California, Georgia, and Kentucky, the source for all your racing needs. Winding Road Racing, windingroadracing.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hi, this is Gene Haas, and this is Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. Don't forget, we've got an exclusive interview with Logan Sargent talking about his upcoming drive here at Coda. And we also have Sean Kelly, the, the F1 virtual stat man. we got those two interviews coming up. But gentlemen, let's talk a little IndyCar. <laughs> it just ended. It was supposed to Ooh. start at 2 Austin time. And with with lightning delays. Well, I was there yesterday, and I had the that's same. Right, I, we yeah. had the same delay for Trans Am. Yeah. Um, so How it was, was the a long humidity day. there, Jonathan. Oh, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I was in a black Trans Am shirt, and I have to tell you, yeah, I probably lost about four pounds, which is quite, which is not a bad thing. But um, no, it was very hot, very humid. Um, and it had been that way. The Nashvilleans tell me that's how it is, is most that, of the is time. Is that the no, technical term, Nashvillean? I, I like it though. That's good, but no. 
Uh, but your your uh, Trans Am show is going to be on CBS coming up, right? Yes, uh, next weekend. You've got the details. I've, I, I never this remember. This is CBS. I threw it in the show, Doc. It's, yeah, watch uh, the show. AT, tell you what, Trans Am around Nashville, a real good watch, I have to be honest. Mm. And I'm working with um, one of the greatest, uh, um, Al Anza Jr., so you can't beat ah, that. That is so cool. <laughs> well, that's cool. You're that's in cool. the booth with little Al. Yeah, so that's 7.30, August 13th, uh, 7.30 Eastern. Um, yeah, that's Saturday, excuse me, yeah. 7.30 Eastern uh, on the CBS Sports Network, and it'll be repeated sometime after. All right, well, let's talk IndyCar, because it did take forever, but, um, I, and you know what? We, well, we have, that was we because have... of the 172 yellow flags they had. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what the final number was. What was it, like nine? I think it was nine. Well, there was more last year, but there was 12. Yeah. Yeah, but 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 the the good thing is, uh, uh, NBC were on it though. Yeah, with, Mark, with our I, good friend. Yeah, with our good friend Lee Diffie, and, and was it my imagination? Poor Lee. Yeah, did, did he get a little tired towards that the end? Guy. Let's go here in Nashville, Tennessee, to see if we can finish off this big machine, <laughs> Music City Grand Prix. There's the green. Here we go. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, I think he did. He tailed off there a little, didn't he? Uh, okay, that that was us slowing him down. But I, I, that just was a torment. That sounds like me and him about it. midnight in, in, in a bar somewhere. I think that was actually with 10 laps to go yeah. after the 7th yeah. or 8th or whatever. But, yeah. but, but hey, great Scott. What a finish. Uh, yeah, the wow. two Kiwis going wheel to wheel, and he's done it again. The maestro. He's put himself, I think it's within yeah. six points now, the lead. Yeah, he's, uh, he's way up there. I mean, like, you know, and by the way, if he wins the title, he's going to be equal with the great Texan that is, AJ Yeah, Foyt. super Tex, AJ. Yeah, I know, amazing. Yeah, that's cool. That's rare error. I it mean, is it rare. It really is. It's a, it's a big deal, even if he was from, I don't know, Boston. I'd love to see it happen, especially with AJ still around and able to congratulate him. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I wonder if they have a relationship. How I don't well know. They, you know. AJ's a he's a he's a interesting cat. <laughs> well, he's you, one you don't mess with. <laughs> generationally, I mean, we've seen that with other racers that you know, generationally, there's not always a great connection or admiration shared. <laughs> Just find that interesting. Well, yeah. what, what about well, the, the, the competitors? Scott Dixon. Scott Dixon, Dixon winning this race, man. I know that's, that's fantastic. Fantastic, and and by the way, again, you know, he does what he does well. Uh, he's like a cat. They said they, he always lands on his. I think it was Townsend uh, yeah. Bell that said he, he's like a cat. He lands on his feet every time he falls because he wasn't in a position to win this race. He had damage to the back of the car. They had to adjust the car so he didn't have the downforce that he wanted. He was being chased hard by Lundqvist, uh and you know Lungard, excuse me, and was in real trouble at one point. Um, but he held on. Yeah, he really did. The thing that uh, they replayed a couple of scenes of his and even commented on it that, yeah, he lands on his feet, but when those accidents happen in front of him, he is miraculous at dodging them yeah. and staying out of the way and not creating another one. With yeah, he's, he's got maneuvers. spidey sense for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Scott Dixon and McLaughlin. McLaughlin, I didn't know if he had a shot at catching him there at the end. Oh, I mean, well, it, he was it, pole, you see, and he's... Yeah. Well, I was actually watching that on the way here to the studio because uh, I'm trying to watch it at stop sign and stop lights, but I couldn't, it didn't look like he was close enough. You to really me. shouldn't mi- admit that on, on, oh, on the air. It's true, but, but uh, I was the freaking last two minutes of the IndyCar race. I had to. Your, your wife was driving the car. So yeah, fine. no, that's not. Uh, okay. Uh, I was the, watching the, the dog it was mostly driving the car. at the stop signs. Okay. So, but so, so Tim McLaughlin had a shot, did he? Oh, absolutely. He had a shot. And in the end, they crossed the line within inches. Uh, I mean, he almost had a pop at him at 11. The the obvious overtake was at nine. That's um, uh, the corner, really, that Nashville sort of 
puts up as being the obvious overtake. But they narrowed it uh, by 50 feet this year and put an extra hospitality. So whoever was paying for that hospitality, <laughs> I hope they got a good look because I sat in the stands right there yesterday and it is a fantastic view. Well, wow. the, you know, the however many, I don't know if we decided how many yellow flags, how many safety car, but it was not really the greatest thing for IndyCar, really. I mean, to me, I, no. I, I was frustrated with it, trying to watch it, going, oh, are we, you know, how many times are we going to do this? But Yeah, I, it's hard. It's a hard one. I mean, ironically, our race in Trans Am was relatively clean. And just a shout out quickly to uh, two things, really, in the Trans Am. You want to watch this race. 14 years and three months, the guy that wins it. That's all I'll tell you. Uh, and also, Scott Borchetta, who is Big Machine, who is the man that put this event right. on from start to finish, and has done that across, um, you know, other indie events too. But he races in Trans Am as well as promotes uh, races, including this one in Nashville, because Nashville's his home, um, came third. Wow. In Trans Am, his best ever finish ever. And that's, you know, perfect conditions, no reason why anybody else couldn't beat him. And he be beat a raft of really, really great racers. That's cool. Well, you know, the issue, okay, you know, I mean, we're kind of making fun of how many yellow flags there are, but yeah, it's a tight course. Yeah. It's rough. It's yeah. street. I love the we scenery. We knew it was coming last year. Yeah, I, I love the scenery. The going over the bridge mm -hmm. is was great there. Yeah. But uh, one of the guys, I forget who it was, said that you know I think there were eleven cars with ten laps to leap, to finish. That's it. That's how many were left. Yeah, yeah. The attrition rate due to accidents, due to all of that, I think is going to stir up the teams. Mm -hmm. That hey, you got to give us some elbow room a little bit more, things like that, uh, which, you know, I, I agree. Getting down to only having 11 cars that late in the race, uh, that's a little much. That's, that's beyond sport to me. Uh, yeah, I mean, I see where you're saying that. I don't know. I mean, it, it's, it was fun to watch. I, I was frustrated with having to stop so many times, but I don't know less if I agree 100%, but it was... Um, it was fun to watch. Like Colton Herta, to me, oh, yeah. I mean, I have it in my notes. He was, it was only like a third lap with that the contact with, yeah, lap three, Col uh, Dalton Kellett. They, you know, he had to change the nose and swap tires and made it all the way back up, what, finished fifth. And, but it, that's kind of where, what Colton's been doing a lot this year, hasn't it? It seems like yeah. he throws himself too much into everything and puts himself down. And then clearly his, natural ability brings him back into this and i know he's still young but you know if he does ever get that f1 shot or if he's going to become an indycar champion he needs to kind of rein that in don't you don't you all agree oh yeah, yeah. i think well, we I said this uh, what about six years ago about some young kid named max yeah that's mm -hmm. not a bad comparison actually but uh you know I'd, there are lots of cool things and and you john you and i both lit on one story the uh the new uh, the new plant for rubber. The plant they're the IndyCar's going plant based. Their well, tires are plant based. Yeah. I they, didn't get to study. They're gonna run that. on C B D oil? No. Oh. It's some plant. That's gonna really slow down pit stops. Oh. <laughs> Probably best they don't. <laughs> Is that Cheech Marin? No. <laughs> oh, oh on, that's man. pretty funny, actually. Come on, man. Uh, but yeah, they're apparently running those those uh, plant-based tires now. It's really fascinating to, to all the different technologies. I was trying to read one about how they're going to replace carbon fiber in Formula One with another organic compound, similar. Uh, they're not going to be able to replace the the major strength structural ones, but some right. other things that don't have to have quite does so it, much. Does it really count if it's a rubber plant, though? <laughs> 
Hit. It's oh. all fake news. There you go. A rubber See? plant for tires. Oh, yeah. Now we're getting there. Uh, so yeah. So the plant is called Gaule. G U A Y U L E, and it's a desert shrub. Apparently, uh, very drought tolerant. It's uh, somewhat slow growing. I mean, it's three years to maturity to to harvest and do this. But it's a really cool thing to basically create a natural uh, based rubber. And so it's a primary source for the uh, for the natural rubber is that shrub that they use and they refine. And they do all those kind of things to it. So it's really a that's cool. It's cool. Somebody else is looking at that. Maybe it'll to, be on your test. To be one fair, next time. rubber rubber is grown naturally. So because yeah, I but I think science. most tires isn't it synthetic rubber? Yeah, that they, a lot of it. Yeah. yeah. If if not all of it, I don't know. We're we're not we're not chemists. We do not know. Uh, all right, what else on IndyCar? I'm just looking at who uh, who finished where. Uh, you know, Alexander Rossi's had on a nice little resurgence, hasn't he? Finished fourth yep. today. Yep. Uh, McLaughlin's. But the championship. Great, what what the big story is? Uh, Marcus Ericsson um, didn't finish, and therefore uh, that's really thrown yeah. the championship wide open. Uh, with, and with especially with Dixon winning. As any, I doubt they've updated their site. Let me hit refresh because it was willpower four thirty one. Yeah, power still in the hunt. I mean, what about the top? What is it? The top eight within? Mm. You know, it, you could nobody's really said this is going to be my championship yet, and you know we're pretty deep in the season, so yeah. no, it's true. pretty cool. Uh, let's see. You know what, guys? We're up at the towards the bottom of the hour. Let's go ahead and take a quick break. And we come back, we are going to have that interview with Logan Sargent and some more Formula One talk, including one that somebody just brought up on YouTube, the IndyCar. I mean, excuse me, the Andretti attempt mm. for Formula One. So we'll talk about that. You're listening to Speed City live from Austin. Back after this. Hey guys, we are very excited to welcome our new sponsor, Allstott Brewery, to Speed City. These guys make a fantastic beer, and I'm going to let Jonathan talk about it, but I'm going to tell you about it. When I tasted it, I am not a big beer aficionado. I like a nice cold beer, but I'm always worried about a craft beer or a new beer that it's going to have a funky taste, especially aftertaste. This beer was fantastic. I have absolutely no... Uh, no qualms at all that this is my new favorite beer. But Jonathan, you know why, what makes it so special, the water and the recipe? Well, yeah, I mean, these guys have done their research and do it right. And they've even imported the right water to do it right. I mean, it, it, I tell you, this Allstad beer, fantastic. And I'm, uh, you know, most Europeans are snobs about their beer. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm definitely one of those. Because, You're definitely a snob? Yes, okay. about my beer. Okay. Uh, <laughs> because there's no question, carbonation has always been my issue here in the States. It's overcarbonated. And our lagers, our pilsners and lagers in Europe, um, uh, especially German ones, are not that heavily carbonated. And that's a, a key thing. And that's the first thing that uh, hit me was just how well they've done the beer. Uh, it's based out of Fredericksburg. It's, uh, it's got a great tie-in because, obviously, Fredericksburg, a German town, and now they've got a Texas German beer, and it's cracking. Yeah, and the uh, the facility out there, it's amazing. They've, they've really done it right. It's really fantastic. So so check it out. You can get it at all the local HEBs and everything else, right? Yep. Uh, it's around all around Texas. You can get it. Uh, they sell it in... Uh, uh, on on the shelf there as a Texas beer, but uh, I'll tell you what, you're in, right back in Germany when you drink it. And it's Altstadt Beer, A-L-T-S-T-A-D-T, beer.com. Altstadt Beer, A-L-T-S-T-A-D-T, beer.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. 
Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hi, this is Max Steppen, and you're listening to Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. All right, welcome back. So, American Logan Sargent, yeah, who buddy. moved up the ladder and is in FIA Formula 2, the big boy, the, I mean, the natural step to Formula 1, and he's killing it. Now, he's had a couple of bad breaks lately, but he's third in the championship, and he does mathematically have a shot at winning it still. I think it's um, it'd be a long shot, I think, to win it. He's done enough to prove that he's capable. Absolutely. And I mean, when you look at F2 over the years and who's involved, whether it be Alban, whether it be Schumacher, okay, he's a champion, Piastri. but Russell, Piastri, you know, these guys have all been, you know, if you're, if you're in the top three, top four, and you've had race wins in F2, uh, the championship, because of the way the championship runs, can be sometimes a little unlucky if it doesn't go your way for a reverse grid or a crash. So that's taken into consideration. So he's done enough, I think. He's done enough, and he does wear an American flag, which is... That's a plus. That's a plus because, let's all face it, the, the, the fact that he could bring in American sponsors just by being an American, no matter what team, no matter how far down the ladder he could end up. But there was an announcement this week that uh, that he is going to be driving on Friday for the Williams team. Yes, at Coda. At the USGP, we don't we'll be the, there. We don't mean the corporate shuttle. We mean on track. <laughs> yeah, let me just be clear. <laughs> in the car, that'd be a surprise if you got that, wouldn't it? <laughs> he, he might do that too. So oh, let's. Hey. Uh, and our reporter Chris Medlin sat down with him. Let's hear that. Logan, thank you very much for joining us. Big news as well. Tell us what we should be excited about. Well, uh, obviously, FP1 in Austin is is top of the list. Uh, first FP1 at you know. 
in the USA is obviously something that's going to be extremely special to me. But um, yeah, I'm just looking forward to making the most of it. So when did you find out you'd be doing it? I mean, I guess you must have been hoping you would be, but when was it confirmed? Um, I've known for a little while now. Um, but um, yeah, I just, I've been focused on doing my job in, in Formula 2 to the best of my ability. And um, yeah. Were you itching to talk about it? Not really. It's just, it was one of those things. It was like, obviously, you know, a super exciting opportunity and something that I was massively looking forward to, but, um, you know, you can't get too ahead of yourself because you still have to, to do a good job in, in the series that you're competing in. And, um, you know, that's been my sole focus throughout the year and, and will be throughout the rest of the year. Yeah. It'd be good to talk some Formula 2 uh, in a sec, but focusing on that FP1 run and what you'll do with the team, What's kind of the timeline now? What will you do to prepare for it? Yeah, so obviously, you know, I'm, I'm going to use these next three weeks to just sort of recharge the batteries um, from, you know, how hectic the first the first half of the season has been, well, over half. But, um, yeah, once I get back, I'm going to get into that triple header, um, you know, do the best I can there, and then I'll be, you know, working hard on the sim throughout that, sort of an entire build up to, to Austin, as well as, you know, a lot of gym work, neck training, that's for sure. <laughs> and um, yeah, I think I'll, I'll be at some, some F1 events track side uh, that I won't be racing at just to, you know, absorb some extra information and uh, hopefully some stuff that can help me go into my first FP1. Yeah, that sounds very exciting. I mean, has your involvement with the team during this year kind of ramped up since you started, I guess, um, since you started the F2 season? Yes and no. I'd say as much as we, as much as, you know, as much time as we've had possible, yes. But considering that I've been at almost all the events racing in F2 is, you know, it's been extremely hectic for us as well. And, um, you know, at the same time, I'm working hard with Carlin, uh, you know, on the behind the scenes, trying to trying to improve on that side. So there's there hasn't been a lot of time to to completely be immersed in the F1 side, but um, we've done we've definitely done as much as we can, and I've been putting a lot more days a lot more days in on the simulator than what I had previously been doing. Yeah, that's cool. It's uh, it's a good point you make though. It's almost like having two jobs, isn't it? You got to be racing in F2 and trying to be a kind of like an, an F1 junior. But if we focus on the F2, then mid-season break for that as well, which is a well-deserved break with how hectic it's been. How are you feeling about how the season's gone so far? Well, it's, you know, it's been good. I think if you had told me the start of the season, we'd be sitting in the position that I am now, I would have, I would have taken it. Um, I feel like I've been, you know, really quick over the last four rounds. Obviously the last two have gone, you know, very wrong after qualifying for, you know, multiple different reasons. But, um, you know, it's just one of those things can't get, you know, two down, we just need to stay positive. And, um, you know, I'm sure if we, if we, we keep, you know, that solid pace, the results will come in the, in the next sort of back half of the season. Yeah. And, and as you say, the, the results definitely came prior to the last two rounds. I mean, in feature race terms, you had second, first, first. So um, do you think, are you confident you've kind of shown to Williams the potential you've got? And I guess to the rest of the Formula One grid, really, the potential you've got as a rookie in Formula Two? Yeah, definitely. I mean, 
I feel like I've always, you know, had a shot in the feature race throughout the entire year, bar a couple rounds. Um, but yeah, I mean, all I can do is leave it all out on the track every time I go out there and it is what it is. You know, I, I never hold back. I give it, I give it everything every time I go out and, um, that's all I can do. Yeah. I mean, I know you'll be doing that for the remainder of the season too, but have you set any targets now that you get a bit of time to kind of stop and, and take stock? Do you have any specific targets that you set? Yeah, definitely. I think as I, as I said, I need, I needed this break to sort of, you know, step back, reset, recharge, you know, get home, see, see my family, friends, my dogs. Um, and then obviously getting back into the season, you know, I, I'm expecting myself to deliver some big results. Um, you know, I think we have a really strong package and, you know, we just need to put it together, which we've shown we're, we're very capable of. And, um, yeah, we just need to get back on track, pick ourselves back up and uh, get going. Yeah, I mean, the last few races have certainly had people paying attention in the Formula One media centre, watching Formula Two with the run you've been on. Do you feel like you've started putting yourself in the frame for an F1 seat next season? Um, you never know. I mean, as I've sort of said, the sole focus has to be to, to deliver an F2. If, if the results aren't there, then it makes, you know, makes it quite difficult. But um, yeah, I mean, all I can do is, is stay concentrated on, you know, this, these, this triple header that that's on, that's coming up in, you know, a few weeks and um, yeah, you never know. I was going to say, is there anything more you feel like you can do? Is it, yeah, I guess if you win the title, obviously there's definitely no more that you can do, but um, is it more wins that you're targeting? Is there more polls? What, what do you think would be the sort of thing that's really going to make sure people are taking notice? No, yeah, definitely. I think, you know, you, you definitely can't, can't slack at this level. Um, I think, you know, my aim has to be, you know, to be looking for more polls and, and extremely strong feature races. And um you know, that's sort of been my goal the whole season, but um, especially now after, you know, I've shown myself I can do it and um, I don't see any reason I can't do it again. Yeah, well, it'll be really cool to see if uh, you do get uh, more time in an F1 car beyond the one that's confirmed, but it's great that Austin's confirmed. Just finally then, how many requests have you had so far from friends and family for tickets and passes for Cota? <laughs> I've had quite a few, <laughs> yeah. but um yeah unfortunately i've had to turn most of them down um but yeah i think every you know the family's excited for me and um you know they've sort of been supporting me you know through my whole career and especially this year with you know how how competitive we've been and um yeah I just i'm just looking forward to keeping it going well yeah i think uh it's not just your family that'll be excited all of america is going to be excited to have uh a sort of hometown driver to get behind in austin so we'll look forward to that and uh, enjoy your break enjoy a bit of time off and we'll uh, we'll see you on the other side in august at the end of august thank you very much i appreciate it there you go boys and girls we have an american to be watching yeah. and logan Sargent's the real deal clearly and so we'll be excited to watch him in uh, austin but don't forget you can watch it formula two i mean espn's got it so it's, yeah it's real easy to watch on the espn and right? it's good racing it's well yeah. worth tuning into and my mate alex brundle does the commentary yeah, yeah. he did we did all right this is a good transition because jonathan you caught on to it just like i did on youtube a1 brought up something 
And he brought up some really good points about the Haas F1 team. I, I'd never understood this right from the get-go with Haas. I understood that Gene Haas, and he said it from the start, said, I want to take my Haas automation and make it a worldwide uh, brand. Uh, because it's not the most exciting of brands, but what they do is very, very precise and very, very good, and they are a world brand. A world he, leader in a that. A world leader in that uh, machining. But um, it's not the most exciting. But what I can't believe now, and the fact that they've committed to another five years of the Concord Agreement, that they have made no effort uh, during this new period of Drive to Survive and three races now in America to bring on. And Gunter Dad actually admitted in one of his interviews with us that they haven't done enough to get a American sponsors on board. This is, I mean, this is a shoe in for a Walmart or a Target or any of the in current indie uh, sponsors, and yet they've got nothing and really. We, and on we the car. did, we did like a half a show one time right after they dumped Urakali, the Russian company, and yep. and and the driver, uh, which Voldemort. I think was still a odd thing to do. I mean, fine, take the driver on, but make the whole car. Uh, yeah, right. right the, at the beginning, and look, we have to admit something is that. Urakali saved the formula, the Haas F1 team. Yeah. Gene said it. He said to Gunther, and Gunther told us directly. But as, only as because he, they're not as, right. you know, I mean, look at the McLaren, right? Cisco. Yeah, right. Webex. Right. I mean, look they've got Red all Bull. of these. Yeah, Dell. They've got, you know, Red Bull. Yeah, so we, Oracle. we de de devoted a whole, about a half a show going, okay, now that Urakali's gone, what American Who? sponsor is Haas going to get? Was, yeah. It was, to us, a foregone conclusion. We're like, of course they're going to do that. There's tons of money coming in because of Drive to Survive, all right. these new fans, all these new American sponsors, and they haven't done that. They haven't done it. And, and like, that time when I was interviewing Connor Daly and I said something about Haas, and his face just grimaced. I mean, mm. as all these American drivers, they do not appreciate the Haas team not even, in their mind, giving them a shot. Not even a shot. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, now, I say all that. And how, you know, we we interviewed Gunther and we asked him about, okay, now that um, the Russian driver. Yeah. Nikita. Thank you. Mazepin yeah. is gone. I've, yeah. I've literally blocked him from my yeah. <laughs> Now that Mazepin's gone, um, wh who are you going to get, Gene? And and then uh, and, and who do you want me to get, Gene? And Gene Haas said, go back to Magnuson. Yeah. And clearly that was a great decision. Yeah, oh, absolutely. So, right. but, I mean, at least get some try to get some American sponsor. I, I don't know. Maybe they have. They must have. But it just seems like... And they... by the way, look at how the world is talking about Schumacher already connected to the Porsche or Audi uh, yep. entrance into Formula One right. because he's German. Yeah. And that matters to them. And, and, that, and that's why I just don't get it. I mean, Logan Sargent should be the hottest property across Formula One, not just because of his driving, which is right up there with a Schumacher and, and a Latifi and anybody else, um, but because he, he represents a market that is second to none in the world when he it comes to marketing. He represents 25% of the world's GDP. There you go. <laughs> in the United yeah, States. Uh, okay, so so what sponsors, I mean, truly capture the American essence? Slurpy. 7-Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately food. Okay. No. How about, uh, uh, Actually, not a bad choice, 7-Eleven. <laughs> yeah, that, that's not a bad one. That's not a bad one. I got to agree. I, although we see them overseas too now. How about uh, Wrangler blue jeans? I there think you go. Pit crew ought to be wearing Wrangler blue jeans. Spoken like a true Texan. There you exactly. Go. Spoken like a true Les Kaiser. Go. Yep. Wrangler Won't jeans. be missed. How about uh, Bush beer? That'll work. Yeah. No. Actually, Anheuser-Busch is no longer an American company. Oh. Yeah. 
Careful. Well, and, and, and the people who invented Anheuser-Busch will probably be pleased about that <laughs> because they were a bit miffed when you stole it. <laughs> there you go. If you, you go all the way back in history, there you go. There you go. Uh, another funny comment on uh, YouTube. Ray says, can't wait for the new IndyCar Netflix series, Dive Bomb to Survive. <laughs> brought Dive Bomb. Brought to you by Kyle Kirkwood. Did you see him today? Oh, oh Kyle. Spearing oh. thing. Hey, I want, to know quick, I want a quick shout out to Tani in Thailand. That's the second time he's been on. Get the ties from Phuket to Bangkok to tune in. We love the fact that we've got a Thai man out there listening Dude, in. Dude, he's not the second time. He's on every All the weeks. Every, no, man. he's on every, every single week. Every single week he's on. So, yeah. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Somebody like my hey, slurpy and, idea. And, you know, I mean, you talk about the tire man, but uh, our uh, corner marshal, James, that that we have here in Austin, he's based here in Austin, is going to be working the Dutch and the uh, Belgium GP this year, it sounds like. Oh, that's cool. He sent me a message. Cool. I was like, well, I love that. Hey, there's a data guy that decided this is cool on the other side of the fence. He figured out how to get in it. He's in it. Now he's getting to travel and go and do it elsewhere. So, sure. folks, there's lots of things you can do to be involved. Yeah. All right, well, we're running short on time, but we got to touch on MotoGP a little bit. It's back after a five-week summer break. Jonathan, that's not the norm, is it? That's correct. That's how it should be. It's a, it's a Spanish thing. You know, it's siesta every how many, day. How many, how I don't many... know why they're Italian instead of Spanish, but never mind. That's a that's like a crazy. I've never taken five weeks off in my life. Yeah, well, you should try it sometime. <laughs> I'm going to send you to Spain, to a penal colony in Spain called Relaxing. <laughs> Every time uh, I've got done business in Mexico, it's like we're going to lunch, and they're like four hours later we get back. I'm like, well, what the heck? What si. are we doing here? <laughs> Les, you're better on MotoGP than all of us. What's uh, uh, what's your take from today, man? MotoGP was absolutely phenomenal. Towards Silverstone, end, baby. It's Silverstone. Uh, we had a new lap, uh, new lap records. There was lots of racing as far as battles on course. Looked more like a Moto Two, Moto Three yeah. race at times today. I mean, it was the swarming pack. It was really awesome. Silverstone, I has love that, that ability with MotoGP. For it sure. was the second closest top ten ever, ever. Yeah. You've been talking to Sean Kelly, haven't you? I, no, that sounds like him. But I was right. just taking notes as the commentator talking today. So exactly, uh, Bagnaya. I mean, uh, you know, just give you a quick rundown of the results. Ducati with Frances- uh, Francesco. Thank you. Uh, Vinales. <laughs> you were you pleasing yourself by getting it right? <laughs> I totally choked <laughs> twice on it. Yeah. Uh, Vinales with his Aprilia. Jack Miller again in with the Ducati and Bust- Italian Sweet, likewise. How did yeah. the uh, How did the reigning world championship leader do, Les? Which one's that? <laughs> I'll say it. Fabio, Fabio Quattararo. <laughs> That's what you wanted. That's what, That's what you wanted. I'm going to throw it back to you. <laughs> what about the Turkish guy? Hey. He's good. <laughs> oh, stop. Inside jokes. We're way out of practice good on radio. these names. All right, guys. We got we to gotta go to break because we got this great interview with Sean Kelly, the F1 stat man. Love this interview. And we'll be right, right after this. Motivation USA, catering to the sport bike enthusiast looking for truly unique parts and accessories. Stand out from the crowd. Motivation is the exclusive North American distributor for SC Project MotoGP inspired exhausts and the largest Rizoma retailer in the United States. Get the best parts from around the world at the best prices with fast shipping and a knowledgeable staff ready to help. Shop online 24-7 at MotivationUSA.com. That's MotivationUSA.com. If you want to know where the path to Formula One and Indy begins, it's three simple letters, VRD. 
VRD Racing of Atlanta, Georgia are dedicated to nurturing young, single-seater drivers on their quest to the pinnacle of motorsport. Having just wrapped up the team's championship title in 2021 in the F4 US Championship, they also have programs in FR Americas, the all-new USF Juniors, and the road to Indy. VRD is the perfect environment for success. To join the team, drop them a DM on Instagram at Velocity underscore RD. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Hi, this is Karun Chandok, and you're listening to Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. All right, welcome back to the show. We uh, teased it for the break, but we have a really cool interview. We actually sat down and did a full hour podcast with Sean Kelly, and he's the, he goes by the virtual stat man, and he's known in Formula One, uh, gosh, for a long time now, 20 years, did mm-hmm. you say? Yeah. And he is the stat guru, and he became that because his passion for the sport started at 10 years old or whatever. So he is, uh, he is the guy because he supplies Formula One. He supplies all the major, like, what do you say, 16 different entities? He yeah. supplies yeah, them yeah. with stats, and he has uh, every possible stat you can think of. And in fact, the ones that you hear on the air are coming from him. And it, like, if you hear Bob Varsha on our F1 broadcast, break down the grid, about half of those stats yeah. come from Sean Kelly and, and Bob connected me with Sean actually. And so we sat down and did an hour long podcast with him this morning, but we pulled out seven or eight minutes that we want to play here because he talks about his favorite stats of this year and some other really cool topics. And he has, does go in depth on the Andretti issue but you'll have to check that out on youtube or a podcast channel but let's hear from sean kelly it's been a very uh, unusual season a polarized season we don't often get this where one team and one driver leaps out to an enormous lead and then it swings completely back the other way um charles leclerc 46 points clear after australia driving for a ferrari team that hadn't won a race in the previous two seasons. I mean, they hadn't won a race in this decade until Bahrain, whereupon they have a one-two finish. Um, and, and this Red Bull suffering the mechanical malaises and so on. Um, and then after Verstappen's car broke down again in, in, in uh, Australia, he's 46 points clear in the championship. Now, uh, normally you would say, uh, that's normally an unassailable lead. It had been at least 10 years since the driver had been that far ahead in the championship and had it closed down coincidentally also ferrari fernando alonso in 2012. um and then we get to a point where ferrari start shooting themselves in the foot now it's one thing to say you know all these 
mechanical failures and everything. But then Leclerc drops it all of his own accord at Paul Ricard. And then the Keystone cops come in and run the strategy Ferrari in Hungary. <laughs> so they are literally throwing these points away now. Now it's not like, oh, we just the car's really fast because we it won't do the race distance. You know, there's always that caveat when the car breaks down. It's like, well, yeah, if you built the cars to go the race distance, Red Bull will be faster than you. But now it's like, no, you're just spinning off and messing up your strategy. Like, what are you doing? Um, one of my favorite stats of the year, I must admit, was in Paul Ricard when Leclerc went off. It was the third time this year he'd retired from the lead of the race. Yeah. Now that car is called the Ferrari F175. And uh, 75 was the number of points that Leclerc had lost from winning positions. So, I was, so, so Leclerc gets a constant reminder every time he gets in the car of how many points he's lost <laughs> while leading the race this year. Yeah, that's um, good which I think, Jonathan, is the context of which you are seeking. Exactly. Uh, comedy... I would run with that. Yeah, comedy gold. There, and I wouldn't um, let the truth get in the way of a good story because who, <laughs> who's going to, who's going to, that's funny. <laughs> right. Yeah, I thought that was magnificent. Um, <clears throat> so there was that. And then there's the more obscure stats that I get a kick out of, which necessarily, they don't necessarily hit the highs or, you know, they go under the radar a bit. Lewis Hamilton in Hungary led three or four laps there and broke one of the longest lasting records in Grand Prix, in world championship history, not Formula One history. Most laps led at the same venue. Uh, Bill Vukovic led 485 laps of the Indy 500 when it was a world championship event in the 50s. That record had stood most laps led at a single venue in the world championship for 67 years until Hamilton broke it in the Hagara ring last weekend when he led like three laps and jumped over him because he was, he was only two laps behind him on the record. Now, stuff like that, I think, that's fantastic that we can cross-reference something that happened in the 1950s to so something mm. that's happened right now. So I always enjoy that sort of stuff as well. Um, but uh, I know that, that I, again, that's old man's disease. Like, people of a certain age think that's really cool. But, you know, the, the, the Netflix generation, if you want to call them that, might find that slightly less interesting. <laughs> um, in Bahrain, I mean, the Netflix generation... Um, they probably, I think they really enjoyed, this went, actually went viral um, when I said after Bahrain that Lewis Hamilton, after Bahrain, the first round of the year, led Verstappen in the championship by a larger margin than he had done at any stage in the previous season, in 2021. All <laughs> year he'd be trying to get away from him. And then the first round in 2022, with this un supposedly uncompetitive Mercedes, he was further ahead of Verstappen than he'd ever been the previous year. You know, I just, I, I just, there's a one caveat I want to add, and it was a stat that kind of came to be in the heat of the moment. I was doing the Monaco historics with Alex Brundle uh, just a few months ago, and we had for the first time what was called the Senna Group, which was a sort of modern, more modern Formula One cars. And what was the stat was interesting because Americans don't have the, the grand status in Formula One um, compared to obviously the Europeans. That obviously they played a part. They've had you know world champions obviously with Mario and Phil Hill and so on. But the stat I love, which I really hadn't given a lot of thought to, but it makes sense, is that Ford and Cosworth have totally dominated Formula One with engines. So we now talk about the dominance of Honda and what's going on and Mercedes dominance. But if you really want to look at the Mac Daddy of engine suppliers in Formula One, especially in that period, it's Ford. And, and, and I love that for our audience here in America who can go, yeah, that's right. Our, our engines have dominated Formula One for, for years. <laughs> Point of order here about American influence in Formula One. Um, <laughs> I, I, I have, it's, I'm very, very passionate about this subject because and I said this on the stage in Miami. Um, we did a Haas thing in Miami. Gunter was there, Mick Schumacher, Kevin Magnussen. And I went on before them. 
and basically get, it was like a love letter to American F1 history uh, because I've said there is a there is this pernicious attitude that Formula One is a European thing and the Europeans let America borrow it uh, but you know like a library book you know but you've got to bring it back in the condition you that you took <laughs> it out you know and we and we want it back you can't ha- you can't keep it it's always been like that but the most successful Formula One engine of all times, the Ford DFE, as Jonathan mentioned, right? Between 67 and 83, 155 Grand Prix wins. Um, multiple races where Ford Cosworth engines were the top six that took all the points in the race. Mm-hmm. Um, that happened so many times. A lot of the time they're on Goodyear tires. Goodyear tires, Akron, Ohio, number one all time in Grand Prix wins, 368. Um, and that was achieved in eras where they were not in a monopoly. Pirelli will eventually catch them here, but Pirelli have been in a monopoly since 2011. Goodyear were not. They had to compete against others. Michelin, Pirelli, Avon at one point. Um, All right, guys, we have a full hour with Sean. That's and... really interesting what you had to, you had to say as well. Yeah. yeah. Great hey, meat to it. Yeah. I, I want to pause here real quick because um, I'm just loving all these comments on yes. YouTube and Facebook. I like and... the F1 team suggestion. Bucky's. Bucky's. <laughs> He's oh, a that's a that's a cracker. Yeah. Way to go, Ray. I like that one. And you know, we really Brilliant. didn't we didn't try to do a YouTube channel until this year. And I was just I texted Jonathan. I was like, we got our our report, uh, monthly report, and it showed thirty two thousand minutes watched last month, sixteen thousand total views, uh, forty seven new subscribers. So we we don't so know how to we do YouTube. Are, we are going to sponsor the Haas team next year. That's right. We're going to be <laughs> on the car. All, only our logo. All on the logo, car. All and <laughs> Yeah, and I think we've made like sixty dollars. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. moving no. agreement. That ought to do it. Offer it to Gene. Gene, sixty bucks. <laughs> anyway, I just want to <laughs> thank. I'm not Gene. I'm Gunther. <laughs> okay, Gunther. Yeah, I'm not Gene. I'm Gunther. Gunther, sixty bucks. Uh, Whatever your name is. Thank you to everybody, and if you do like it, like the like button and tell your friends. We don't really know how YouTube works, but we're trying to figure it out and we appreciate everybody tuning in that way and of course um we put out all of our content on uh, on all the the uh, uh the podcast platforms like you know apple Podcasts and spotify and all that stuff tune in you name it yeah jonathan yells it from his yeah jonathan Odyssey. uh jonathan exactly. yells from his balcony yeah yeah Heck and, yeah and of course we couldn't do it without these guys here in in austin at 1370 kjce all right well thanks everybody for tuning in however you turn tuned in and uh we'll be back here next sunday night don't get a contract in f1 you don't know if it'll hold <laughs> that's right or get a good lawyer <laughs> hey right, buckies thanks. call me Ciao, thanks y'all. everybody talk to you next sunday happy trails Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.